Welcome to Boating Industry Insider, where we talk to executives, thought leaders, and movers and shakers from both inside and outside the marine industry. Now here's your host, content director and editor-in-chief, David G. Hello, everyone. David G, Boating Industry Content Director and Editor-in-Chief. Welcome to another edition of Boating Industry Insider. And today we welcome Ilmore Marine COO, Mike Lindbergh. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hi, David. How are you doing? Let's talk a little bit about your background at Ilmore and, and kind of how you uh, ascended to the spot as COO and, and what you've done uh, in the marine industry and with Ilmore specifically. Sure. Um, well, Mike Lindbergh again, COO. I've been with Ilmore for approximately seven years and came in as the chief engineer specifically for the marine product. And over the course of the last um, seven or so years, we have launched several new products, one of which being the Stern Drive, both the, the drive itself and the OneTouch system. And um, in the last year and a half or so, I took over the entire marine program. So from engineering to service and sales as well. So I get the entire responsibility, the entire picture. And I think that really works well because it, it ties all facets of the business together. Yeah. And speaking of, of that business, uh, before we move on, you had, I think it was last summer, uh, we talked to Oliver Ray about your new kind of customer experience group. Talk, give us a little update about how that's going and, and whether that, you know, is fulfilling the, the mission that you hoped it would. Well, yeah, definitely COVID is throwing a wrench into our plans in general as far as how we operate. And so the customer experience team took this opportunity, if you will, to really rethink how we approach the customer base. And so with that team, we've gone out and solicited uh, the dealer base as well as customers themselves and really looked at what they were, what they needed from us when people can't get onto boats, people couldn't get into dealerships. And so we've, we've really um, gone down the path of launching virtual portals for both the retail customer and the dealer that they can reach out to. We've launched in the last, um, at the end of last year, we launched a program where all of our service training for the dealer base is done virtually. It's really, we've really elevated that end of it. It's a different world, obviously, that we're working through right now, but I feel that we've adapted well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, often think of, of Bill Jurgen, the CEO of, of- Craft, who uh, is a longtime and frequent contributor to boating industry, he said, during this time, don't just pause, you know, use this as a, as a time to really restart, to, you know, take a clean sheet of paper and, and figure out, you know, better ways of doing things and emerge on the other side of this, you know, better and stronger than you were before. So sounds like you, you took that advice to heart for sure. Yeah, I think everybody, when COVID first hit in late March, we all sort of paused and said, what do we do? And what's going to happen to the industry? And I don't think anybody saw that it would do what it's doing now, but it was that moment of pause. Let's reevaluate. Let's reach out to the customers and understand what they need. Mm -hmm. I think really has paid dividends in the end for us. Nice. Well, let's dive into Stern Drives. You know, uh, 
pretty much the last year or so as uh, COVID sales surge has, has floated everybody's boat. Uh, we're hearing kind of anecdotally and from another manufacturer too, that that it's renewed some interest, particularly among first-time boaters, first-time buyers, uh, people coming back in, in the stern drive category. Have you seen kind of a resurgence in interest uh, in the stern drive space? Yes, definitely. We've seen an increase in the stern drive space. Um, in particular, our, our main customers, Formula, yeah. Aviara, the new Mastercraft brand, Stancraft, have really all hit their stride at this point. And, but I think a lot of that also has to do with over the past couple of years, we've put significant energy really into educating dealers, educating consumers, especially in the coastal markets where stern drives traditionally have been a bit frowned upon mm -hmm. and it's really starting to show in the numbers. Nice. And, 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 and then ultimately from a, a first time buyer perspective, it's, you have a lot of that with COVID right now. People want to socially distance. You have people buying very expensive, large boats and they're, they're not boaters. And so I think that the Stern Drive setup definitely is tailored to them because our system is so simple to use. It's based on, um, it's intuitive in its nature. And so you can get someone who's not a boater, get them onto a 35 foot boat and they're completely comfortable doing it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that has been a, a real game changer, uh, particularly around the around the docks. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Although if you go on YouTube, you can still find plenty, right. <laughs> plenty of fails and shenanigans, but it definitely is easier than right. it used to be. Talk about the kind of some of the differences in, in the stern drive category between uh, or, you know, when it comes to to the climate eco friendliness between stern drives and outboards. Sure. I mean, I think that the way that we've approached, uh, we really consider ourselves an eco-friendly company and we're always thinking in terms of that. And so from the simple things like easy um, courtesy trades, easy ways to change oil, courtesy trades, we we're the first in the industry who did, did one of those just so that oil is not spilling into the bilge and potentially getting into the lake Water, yeah. to, ex to extended oil change intervals our engine technology, we're using technology that's equivalent to road cars. So you have variable valve timing, you have direct injection, you have all of those technologies that are based around fuel efficiency and emissions. But really the big difference from an eco-friendly standpoint is the fact that the stern drive market is catalyzed. Yeah. And so outboard manufacturers aren't regulated to the same standards that we are from an emissions perspective. Um, and so when you really think in terms of what this means, this means that outboard manufacturers are running pre 1970s yeah. emissions um, controls on their product. And so we, we don't like that. We feel that um, the industry can do better and so we want to create the best experience for our customers possible. So we not only catalyze our products as we're required to do, but we go above and beyond that. For example, our product is the only product to be five-star rated through CARB. And that's a completely voluntary standard. But we said it, we said it was very important for us from a boating experience standpoint that customers get the cleanest emissions possible. And so we've invested, invested that time and technology and, and frankly, the money to do that. 
And we're proud of that because sustainability is something that our customer base is looking for. One other thing that we do is we sell roughly 4,000 engines per year, both in tow sports and in stern drive. And kind of an interesting thing that we do is it's really hard to look at a three, four, 500 horsepower engine and say that it's, it's green. Right. But, but what we do is we've worked with American Forest and we, for every engine that we um, sell, we plant three trees to offset the carbon footprint. So it's, it's a way to kind of give back and realize what we do um, isn't as green as it can be, but we want to have those offsets to, to make it better for the environment. Yeah. Well, to continue uh, the environment uh, theme for for one more question, the industry's really trying to figure out where the whole electrification thing is going, and and Europe's a little farther along than than the U.S. is in in terms of adoption. Uh, I know that you can't tell me that. Oh, yeah, we've got the HC thirty five electric motor coming out in four years. You'll see it on on uh, Formula Stern Drive. But just talking in broad strokes, as a as a company and as an organization, how much kind of time, energy, bandwidth you're you're keeping your eye on electrification? Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I think anybody in the marine space or in the automotive space really needs to consider where electrification is going and what it means for their future. We are, um, we're pretty proud to be associated with General Motors who just recently announced that they're gonna convert their entire passenger car fleet to electric by 2035. And we think that's a very bold mission, but we understand their vision for the future. And so likewise, we look at it holistically. I think a lot of people consider electrification really about their propulsion. And and there's definitely an element to that that we're studying, but it also means in terms of how do we use electrification in every facet to make the experience for the customer and for the boat builder easier. And what I mean by that is like, let's say from a, for an example, if there's hydraulics used that potentially are leak risks or they're difficult to bleed or whatever that is, looking at things like that and saying, how could we make that better? Could we use an electric actuator instead of using those hydraulics? And so really it's looking at every element of electrification and where we can apply that you know, there, there was a period not so long ago when, when stern drives got kind of a bad rap when it came to reliability and, and uh, corrosion issues and, and especially boats that were operated in, in saltwater or brackish environments. And, and you really decided to kind of take that head on and, and, and really up the game when it comes to corrosion, reliability, warranty. Talk about your efforts as a, as a company to do that and, and really where you are today in, in those right. efforts was like, if we go into the stern drive market, we have to have a hydraulic system that has a completely smooth shifting characteristic and really set the standard for a drive that is a shifting experience, really that is consistent with a road car application. Corrosion was the second one that we saw as a bit of the Achilles heel of the stern drive market. And so we implemented, we looked at it holistically and said, okay, we need to make sure that our flush systems are done very well, that we have a quick and easy way to drain the engine if you're in a rush and don't have the ability to flush it. But more importantly on that, from a corrosion standpoint, is the fact that 
our engines are 100% closed cooled. Mm. And what that means is anything that touches seawater that is at risk is protected, in particular the exhaust system, which from our competition standpoint is, has always been a challenge in the stern drive market because they're not closed cooled. But our exhaust system has propylene glycol running through it, never sees mm. seawater or raw water. And because of that, we've been able to stand behind our product with a warranty offering that's seven years, a thousand hours. So basically, if you have issues with it, we're going to cover it. But we know that you're not going to because we've done all the right things in the design front to prevent that from occurring. Hmm. Yeah, you know, it's it's one thing. My my parents had a, a stern drive uh, back in the in the seventies, and that thing literally went clunk when you when you put it into gear, and it was underpowered. Right. It was four cylinder, and you know, uh, trying to get up at a you know as a kid to the single. Uh, ski slalom start you'd ingest about half the lake and it's just it's amazing how far that that category has come and it's one thing to to have you know somebody say oh you know it's clunk free you know smooth shifting but when you right. actually get in the boat and and you drive it and you experience it it's just they are night and day different from from where they were uh back right. in the day and and that's why we um especially in the joystick market it's, it really shines there because our system shifts in and out of gear twice a second. And so it's to get a customer onto a boat and experience that it's completely different. It's frankly, it's what people would expect nowadays yeah. and they, they don't expect the clunking. When you look out into the future, uh, do you still see a, a, a space for stern drives? Do you see the category continuing to attract investment iteration uh, improvement? I do. Um, I mean, ultimately, we're committed to Stern Drive. We feel it's, as I've mentioned, we feel it's a superior product. And the way that we approach it is we try to break down all the barriers that um, have been put against the Stern Drive market. And we're going to continue to innovate. We're going to use that customer experience team that we have that's constantly talking with everybody out there in the industry to, to break down the barriers, to fix what can be fixed and to provide the best experience. We'll, we'll never be satisfied where it's at. We're always gonna strive to be the best with it, but we definitely think it, it has a market and we hope to, to capture it all. Yeah, well, that's a good place to end. COO of Ilmore Marine, Mike Lindbergh, thanks for being our guest. Great, thank you, David. I'm David G, Boating Industry Content Director and Editor-in-Chief. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and we will see you on the water. So long, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this edition of Boating Industry Insider. We'd love your feedback or let us know if you have any ideas for future episodes. Happy boating. Happy boating.